0: CBS Sports Network, we are coming to you live from the Built Ford Tough Studio. And the conversation's off the air around here. Is absolutely. I know. <laughs> I'd love to bring all of it to the air. Maybe one day we'll one be able to do will, that in a, I mean, some just, sort
1: of different sort of
0: format that we have. Right? I mean,
1: well, it is what it is.
0: Let's put it that oh, way. Right. It, it certainly is what it is. Well, Al and Jerry can talk about it on the podcast, I think, <laughs> if they don't do it like exactly how we just did it. They could bring it up for sure. 100%. What do you uh, What do you think, Al? Can you? Mm, not yet. Okay. Let's space it out a little bit. All right.
1: Just, yeah. Every, everybody is spacing things out a little bit right now. Everybody, a little time, little right. like let's Let's let things settle down, and then we can make decisions, and we can come through with some ideas that make sense and be practical about the
0: way we apply the decisions that we're making. Mm-hmm. All right. One thing that I want to settle on with dissecting the NFL playoffs, and I don't know if there's going to be a real answer to this or not, but how important is the buy in the one seed? Really, it's a big deal because how many times have we seen teams end up going to the playoffs, not getting that buy? Now is only one of them, by the way, and not getting that buy, not getting that home field on championship sunday and then they still go to the super bowl you want to know how big it is it's it's big because for a team like philadelphia if if they don't have to play
1: jalen hurts this weekend they give them another two weeks to let that thing heal whatever the problem is that's a huge deal because that's the quarterback that's sure. that's their main player and maybe they get lane johnson back i don't know so there there are certain players that are injured and and uh, by the way, DeMar Hamlin wasn't the only Buffalo Bill that was injured in that Bill's, Bill's game. I think there were two other players that got injured in that game. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, I think what's going to end up happening here is that the commissioner is going to call a no contest game between Buffalo and Cincinnati on Monday night. So, therefore, they'll have played one less game in the standings unless he calls it a tie. And a tie does not do anything for anybody. Um, and... uh they moved the Bengal-Raven game to go opposite the Bills and Patriot game at 1 o'clock on CBS. And the reason they did that is because both the Bills and the Bengals could are playing for the number two seed, essentially.
0: Yeah. Now, my, my answer to that question is how important the, the one seed in the bye is. I think it really depends on the team. So, for example, you mentioned Jalen Hurts is hurt right now. Yes. I mean, that extra week would be a big deal if they got that that break. But I, I look at a team like the Minnesota Vikings. They're 8-1 and one at home. They probably couldn't go on the road and beat anybody, but there's a chance in their building that maybe they could shock somebody and win a playoff game. Them having home field would be a big deal. Not as much the resting as having home field. But then I'd say a team like the San Francisco 49ers, I can put on any field anywhere, and yeah. they're going to be the same team. So it's really the, the type of team and how it's built and who they are that determines whether or not that one seed is going to send them to the Super Bowl.
1: And what what shape their best players are in. Right, yeah. Or their thinnest positions are in. So if you have, like, you know, a really good depth at cornerback and you're missing one of your cornerbacks, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But if you're not that good at cornerback and you're missing one of your cornerbacks, then it is a big deal. Sure. So where you'd like to have that break and it's... Now, it's something I'm sure that uh, you know, Brian Dayball is sitting down with Joe Shane, and they're sitting and going all her different players, and who's got who's dealing with things that we don't even know about that they're dealing with. Maybe somebody has a toe injury. Maybe somebody has you know some inflammation in his shoulder. That you know, the, if the game meant something, he would go out and play. But you know, let's sit him down so we know that when we go to play Minnesota, in, you know, in a Wild Card weekend, that they're going to be healthy. So it, it it does go from team to team to team. But I think what the NFL is going to do here. And especially if, if Kansas City wins on Saturday, because they're playing at Vegas on Saturday, if they win, then they will lock up the number one seed, even though it's not truly a number one seed, because the commissioner will then go back and say, hey, look, we're going to go by winning percentage, just like we did in 2020, if there were teams that were going to be playing less games because of a major outbreak within the team. Sure. Now, if this game would have happened earlier in the season, week three or week four, They would have had more than enough time to figure out a way to get these two teams back on the field together. The fact that this game is so close and at the end of the season to the playoffs, and I doubt that the Bills would want to get on a plane and go back to play in Cincinnati. Under these conditions, under this situation, uh, that I I believe that's why the commissioner is going to say either a tie or no game, and we're going to winning percentage in the AFC when it comes to seeding.
0: Now, if you you take out, and I know it's sort of impossible, but just looking at these teams, the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Now, the DeMar Hamlin situation did happen to the Bills, and having them have a bye would probably be good for them to sort of recover and get ready for a playoff game. And by but, the way, they beat the Chiefs earlier this year. Right, right. So, But my, my point is that those three teams, the way they are built, where they play their home games, it. I really don't think it matters. Like, I, if I were a fan of one of those teams, of course you'd rather have the home game, but like, those teams could travel anywhere and win. Yeah, you're right, because of
1: the quarterbacks. Yeah. Because of the quarterbacks and, and, and because of the overall team and the coach and, and the coaches. And where they play. So all three coaches have been through major games. All three coaches have gone on the road and won well, you know, but here's the thing, you know, Kansas City has basically, you know, has won the home field advantage and they've lost to both the Patriots and the Bengals in AFC championship games in Arrowhead. Right. So it's not impossible to go in there and win. Of course. I, I will say that out of all the stadiums that I remember playing in, the, the most difficult of all stadiums to play in for me was the Astrodome was number one and number two was up in Buffalo, hmm. especially late in the season. It was just a bitch to play up there, and they had a great team. You know, they had a great sure. Jim Kelly and, and Smith and everything, and, yeah. and Thurman Thomas. They had great teams, right? So they were tough, but uh, and that's who they are now. They're tough. They are really tough. And by the way, this you know, so when you think about it, you know, Buffalo is going to have a home playoff game, no matter what, because they yeah. won the AFC East. So this is the first time they'll be on the field in front of their fans after what happened on Monday
0: night. That's right. All right, let's go to Josh in West Hempstead. What's going on, Josh? Hey, good morning,
2: guys. How are you? Good, Josh. What's up? Not much. Um, I wanted to discuss the other team that played um, against Buffalo, um, the Cincinnati Bengals. Football is an emotional sport, and I know T. Higgins is going through a uh, rough time emotionally, based on the reports. Um, the reports are also saying the Bengals were thinking about not playing this week as well, and how would that impact
3: the playoffs? And what are your thoughts on, should the Bengals play or
0: not? Listen, they, they, have, listen, they have to play, Josh. I mean, I, and, and I say this, as Boomer said all morning long, I mean, you can, you can want the best for DeMar Hamlin. Everybody does. I think we're at that point where we all, there's nobody out there who is wanting a bad outcome for him. Or so we're not thinking about him. We, everybody true. is. Like, when there's updates that come out, everybody's glued to those updates. But they everybody has to play this week. Everybody, and that includes the Bills and the Bengals. It just, it just has to happen. I mean, and unfortunately, it's days removed. We're talking Monday night to Sunday. It's not even a full week. It's going to be difficult for them. It is. It more difficult for them than the teams that weren't on the field, but they have to play this. And by the way, all reports that I have
1: from Cincinnati, from people that
0: I know, um,
1: have given an amazing amount of support to T. Higgins. Uh, they love him as a player. They love him as a teammate. Yeah, uh, he has reached out to the family, to Demar's family, and Demar's family spokesperson came back and said T. Higgins has been nothing but exceptional reaching out to the family. So uh, whatever you may hear in, in anything negative or anything, it's, it's completely off base. You know, T's going to be fine. He's a great player. And by the way, you know the interesting thing about T. Higgins, the player. So next year will be his fourth year in the NFL, and the, and the Bengals don't extend him. They're crazy, but they may not be able to because they're going to they have to pay a bunch of guys. Yeah, including Joe Burrow at some point. So there's a very good chance that T. Higgins,
0: after next year, could be a free agent. Let's go to Tony, who's an ice slip. What's going on, Tony?
3: Hey, guys. I just wanted to uh, shine a little of light on something Boomer was saying uh, about, uh, you know, firemen, cops, uh, Boomer, you know, the New York City Fire Department, we're, we're built a little bit differently. I mean, these, these guys in Buffalo just watched their brother go down and, uh, you know, they're not, they're not used to stuff like this. You know, we just buried, uh, Billy Moon, a, uh, actually a nice little resident, uh, last week, you know, he, he fell in the fire outside his head, you know, two young kids at home and, you know, it's business as usual for us. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's our brother, you know, we lost him, but we we're we're just, you know, we're wired differently. We're so used to this stuff happening mm. that we're able to go about Life normally and you know, the fires still go out, you know, we're still responding to alarms, still doing what we got to do, but you know, these, these guys don't witness this on a daily basis. You know, the guy gets hurt normally. They're out for a couple weeks. They're back and that's it. You know, they're not, they're not used to losing guys like this and you know, their brother's in the hospital right now and he might not make it through. And you know, it's going to, regardless of what happens, it's going to be tough for them to play now in the playoffs. If He's still, you know, in, in an induced coma. You know, it's, it's going to be tough for them. uh, it it
1: will be and and i think tony i think you explained it i think you explained it perfectly because they have never seen anything or up close like this maybe some of them have i don't know about their own personal lives and maybe what they've seen uh you know where they've been and what they've been through who knows but uh you're right there's no question that you guys are wired differently and thankfully you are sure (laughs) absolutely (laughs) because i couldn't imagine you guys not showing up to work you know after burying one of your your brothers like you you just pointed out and the same thing goes for you know all people in that industry, the emergency industry and and the law
0: enforcement and
1: security industry. I mean,
0: yeah, it's and just... It, and it was 100% the right thing to do to not continue the game that night. Yeah. There was no way and no one's arguing that. But now, you know, with week 18, the league has to go on. The league has to play. And that's not going to be insensitive to DeMar Hamlin and DeMar Hamlin's family and the condition that he's in. It's just not. Those two things don't go together. Just because you play the games this week doesn't mean that you don't care about his condition. It just means that, just like every other facet of life, you have to move on at some point. I mean, that's the reality. It's not being cold. It's not being insensitive. It's not being someone who doesn't respect the the life of DeMar Hamlin. It's just the reality of it. Yeah. All right, uh, Joe in Brooklyn. What's going on, Joe? Hey, Bloomer G.L. How are you guys doing
2: this morning? Uh, all right, Joe. What's happening? Um, well, so I heard you guys talking about two minutes ago about this home field advantage and how mm-hmm. much it really means. And to me, I look at the AFC and I say, this is where the winner is going to come out of. Yeah, there's the 49ers. Yeah, there's the Eagles, but I look at the AFC and I see these three dominant teams between Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Buffalo. And I say, one of these guys is going to win the Super Bowl. And I think that home field advantage means so much for them. So. About two minutes ago, I think it was Boomer who said, probably Buffalo doesn't even want to fly to Cincinnati anymore. And yes, of course, I've, I've, seen, the, I've seen the game live. Everyone has seen the game. My heart, it still doesn't I still don't wake up the same. It, it's something different about the sport right now. And I'm emotional. I'm an emotional guy. But at the end of the day, you're talking about playoff football. You're talking about home field advantage. And I'm sure Buffalo, these are their brothers. This is their brother in the hospital right now. But if they have the opportunity to go play in Cincinnati, I think they're going to go out there and they're going to play. So, so it, just, it just hurts me to hear it. that If they don't want to play, if Josh Allen and, and the coaches and everything say they don't even want to do it, then take the loss, forfeit the game, don't tie it and let Cincinnati have a chance at the number one if, if the Chiefs choke it next week. Yeah, I mean, and we're not even talking yeah, about yeah. resuming the game. Yeah, so we're yeah, talking yeah.
0: about playing the Patriots in right, right, right. Yeah. We're talking. We're not
1: talking They're not going to play that game, by the way. They're not. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the commissioner's going to come out and he'll make a ruling on that. And by the way, there was reports that, uh, just so everybody understands, DeMar Hamlin's father has actually spoken to the Buffalo Bill players about his son. Mm-hmm. So that may also alleviate some of the you know, the stress that maybe some of the players are feeling. You never know. I don't know what his father said to those guys. I would, I would, you know, I don't know. I don't want to put any words in his mouth, but I think that's probably soothing and gives some comfort to the players, which is really what the, what the bills are trying to do
0: here. Right. I mean, and I, the, his condition does factor into a sure lot of does. this as well.
1: And I think that's one of the reasons why the NFL is being so careful and taking their time and, you know, uh, doing little announcements at a time, and not not in regards to, uh, to Demar Hamlin, but in regards to their scheduling and, and playing at the games.
0: Yeah, uh, let's go to a quick one here with the Georgia Miniola. Hello, George. Of course, always have it. So hello, hello, George. There you are. What's going on? I I love you
2: guys. Oh, thanks. Well, thank Jerry. you, George. We, we, love really love you. You. we love you too, thank man. You. I love the impersonations of. Uh... Uh, and mike and um and chris you guys are good well thanks but this is the boomer boomer why don't you go go coach this kid he's the only one you're 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 mvp go coach this kid go coach this kid
1: you know he actually hey georgie thanks for the call you know he actually reached out to steve young i think kurt warner we're talking about zach wilson right zach wilson i think he reached out to steve young of course that's his mentor i would imagine uh, Kurt Warner, I believe, he reached out to. And there was another player, I think, another quarterback that he had reached out to. So believe me, he's trying. He's trying to reach out to people that have been through it. And that's why I keep saying if you look back at Steve Young's career, uh, Zach Wilson can take solace in the fact that Steve
0: Young became a Hall of Famer after a rough start. Sure. Now, it meant he had to get out of an organization that wasn't right for him. Yeah, and, and Tampa Bay, I remember back then, was a disaster. Yeah, complete, yes. complete joke. Right. So I'm, I'm sure that, I don't think anybody's saying that Zach Wilson can never play in the NFL again. It's just that, in my opinion, he should not be on the team next year, and he certainly shouldn't be the starting quarterback. There are a lot of layers to this. A lot of layers. A lot of layers. It's like peeling an onion, right? There's a lot to unpack. Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. <laughs> That's a lot to unpack. I hate when people yeah, say. That. Yuck,
1: well, you just said it.
0: I know, but I did it like facetiously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. A lot to unpack.
1: Hi,
4: I'm PJ Vote here to tell you about my podcast called Search Engine, voted one of the best new podcasts by Time Magazine, Vogue, and The Economist. We answer fascinating questions about business, tech, and history. Questions like, who should be in charge of artificial intelligence? Or how did ADHD medication get so popular so fast? Listen and follow Search Engine with PJ Vote and Odyssey Podcast. Available now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco back in here. He's got another update. Moment just, of the day.
1: Uh, the good thing is, is I think we're all on the same page after talking to everybody about different situations that could arise around here. Yeah. And I feel like the five of us are all on the same page. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Mm hmm. That if something went down we something went on and yeah you know, we'd have know, to know what to from. do. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. Right, of course. So to make sure.
0: Uh by the way, did yes. you want to show everybody on CBS Sports Network the Nate Burleson Jr. dunk? Yes. Did you see this from no. Rampo? Now we can only show it once for whatever reason, but
1: uh, just take a look at this. Once. Yeah, but take once. a look at this. It's a basketball this. game. It's a basketball game, it's a highlight, it's great. And it bright. Watch this. Boom! That's awesome.
0: Man. Oh, I missed it. That's twice. Oh, there's another one.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. Very cool. Yeah. What a great looking kid, too. And, and Nate, the proud papa, was there. So he actually gave an interview after the game. Oh, that's great. Like on some New Jersey, I guess. Was it uh, new 12? Was, was, was it new 12? It, was, it may, may have been some high school that covers high school sports over in Jersey. Yeah. Some sort of streaming service, maybe. And is
4: G Varsity still
1: in business? I don't think so, no. No. Okay. Oh, there you go. Varsity Aces. That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. That was great. That, that was cool. awesome. How many? I look years? at the kids! You see the kids behind the. Box? Yeah, of course, Everybody's
0: <laughs> and, gonna go crazy. And they asked,
1: happens. I guess this is the first dunk that Nate Junior had in the game. I think, hmm. and he goes, "That's my one dunk of the year."
0: <laughs> right, He's he said he was waiting for the perfect moment. This was the perfect moment. He's got dad's personality. How many views? You think that it's probably gets a
4: lot of views, well, right? I would think on social look. media. I, I think that was that's where it was posted on Twitter. Varsity
0: Aces. All right, if you could find that quickly. I, uh, I can't find it quickly. It's too far. It's all one word varsity aces there it is let's see scrolling through where's the video it's probably from it's from a couple days ago now that's the Wouldn't problem you pin that that's a pretty good i oh, no, they didn't pin it they man. did not they did pin not it. pin it. it they did not pin it so i'm still scrolling still this was so scrolling. today's thursday
4: this was tuesday night probably still,
0: they, they god they tweet a lot these people oh.
4: man oh man oh man Well, no, they're
1: giving you
0: does content that, does that help yeah, it
4: doesn't show the views. It shows how many seven thousand likes. Yes, but it doesn't show how many views. I'm curious
0: how many people have seen that. Okay, and G can't find it. No, I mean I'm still scrolling. It's wrestling and everything. I mean they really go hard on New Jersey sports. That's oh, great. That's what they're supposed to do. Middletown South eight. Passaic Tech zero. Final shots forty four twenty three. South. Wow, go Middletown South. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I can't find. Oh, so, huh. there you go. I I have
4: no idea. Middletown South. I think the principal there is Kevin Cullen. I believe.
1: I you guaranteed you they showed this on CBS oh, News him. today. I would imagine. This morning, the show. This morning, they should. Right? Of yeah. course, yeah, of course, absolutely. Anything on St. John Vianney in there? <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I offered <laughs> him a bas- to see a video.
1: I offered him a basketball scholarship to Maryland. Oh, how about last that? night? So. You did. <laughs> yes, I
0: did. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what Kevin Willard told about I'll Kevin, that. I got a kid for you. Nobody knows about him. Don't worry about it. Well, they know about him now. Yeah, I know. Are you uh, taking a guest tonight to the Rutgers game? Yeah, I'm going to my man Lee. Oh, nice. Lee yeah. Becker. Yes, Lee Becker. Oh, that's right. cool. Right. He was also a Maryland That's great. This is his thing. This I night. haven't it's seen him in a long time. That's awesome. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. We're coming and
1: tonight. Yes. And you're saying, with Marco? Yes, I think Good. so. All right. I've been in touch with Marco. Marco's got everything taken care of. No, it's like I'm, I'm off the, right the hook. I'm yeah, not, you know you got a job I to, to do. do it. what I got to do. I, I do not want to be a distraction to you. Stephen
4: Waldron will be there tonight. So, you want me to hold the Jerry
1: we'll head? Say
0: hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: about holding the Jerry head. <laughs> oh, that'd
0: be great. You got to get it though. From the that kids. would be funny. That would be tremendous. You'd be right there on the floor with that thing. Yeah. Let's, hey, Jerry, head guys. Let's make sure. And you know what I'll do is when up. your
1: guys are shooting, I'll be doing that. No, no, you, no. You do that when Maryland is shooting. That's the <laughs> no way, way. That's not how this works. Not a, not a chance no, at be, hell.
4: Because I, if you're sitting where I think you're going to be sitting, you're going to be. Right in front of the Rutgers basket. See, this Did, is what I'm going to no, be I doing. Can't Look
1: be, at that right there. That's fine, but that, no. I'm, I'm going to that I'm be yelling at be chirping your guys. I'm going to be yelling at yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just laughs> <stupid>. no, I'm <laughs> actually looking forward to going to the rack. I've never been there.
4: Yeah. Well, I've heard gonna, so much about it. You're going to get a great atmosphere tonight. Good. Good. We're off the one over Purdue, 8,000 people tonight. Here we go. Nice. And now you've got whoever's got that
0: has an open invite to go introduce themselves to Boomer. Oh, that's perfect. Right, that's great. By the way, Lee Becker, the only man I've ever seen bite into a sandwich and not know what it was before he bit into the sandwich. I've told that story. What, sandwich yes. bingo? Well, it was it was amazing. So it was when Boomer took me to Chicago for a Monday night football game yes. back in 2017. And it was freezing. And it was very cold. Yes. And Lee was sort of basically the guy that was assigned to just take me around and pay attention so okay. I didn't screw anything up. <laughs> and we've made ourselves, we got back to the booth. It was about the third quarter. We sat in the seats for a while and did some other stuff. And we got back to the booth. And Boomer and Kevin Harlan are calling the game Monday Night Football. And there's two coolers that are sitting there. And one says sandwiches and the other says drinks. And Lee goes, hey, pass me a sandwich. And I picked one up. I said, well, well, what do you want? And I said, none of them are labeled. So he opened the sandwich up, did not open the bun, didn't look at the sandwich, (laughs) unwrapped the sandwich, and simultaneously took a bite. (laughs) And then looked at me and said,
2: woof woof.
0: I love that moment out of <laughs> Never seen that before in my that life. That means he's pretty confident in his goal cuts. Right, like it yes. was, whatever it was, he was happy <laughs> with it. it didn't matter what was in there. Not a picky eater, that lead back. That's pretty funny. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's happening over
4: uh, there? Same stuff. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Um, you guys were talking about you know playing this week, what we're doing. I played this earlier. This is Joe Burrow. His thoughts on trying to finish this game uh, with the Bills not clearly not this week. Whenever they could make it up, I think that would be tough. Uh,
3: just just scheduling wise, I think. You no, know, I think whatever Buffalo would want to do would be want to do as well. We're you know behind them hundred uh, percent.
4: Yeah, So no, they're short, not
1: going to play the game.
4: And Sean McDermott's going to talk today. Yeah for the first time. So I'm not sure exactly what time, but I think sometime after 10, we will hear from McDermott. Um, And I also, I heard what you said about a family member did a Zoom with the Bills in the locker room yesterday. Is that? Yeah, and uh, supposedly very well received. The players needed to hear what they heard and said to be still improving. So that's a great thing. Um, Here was Saquon Barkley. I don't have a clip of Saquon talking about playing, not wanting to play, but he was, you know, discussing tough stuff for sure with uh, what went on with Hamlin.
1: Anytime you see a, a guy go down, especially um, you know where you know you have no idea what's, what's really going on, uh, definitely hurts, definitely sucks, and just praying for him and his family and you know all those guys over there in Buffalo.
4: Yeah, obviously this has been a theme in every locker room across uh, the NFL um, for the Jets. Mike uh, Rob Sala did discuss it uh, as well yesterday. Also talked about a lot of the um, different issues with the team, including Zach Wilson. So what's next for him? Now I'm not going to play the one I played earlier. <laughs> huh. go read a book <laughs> although that was <laughs> funny um this was solid just what wilson's got to get better at and what is next for the young guy make sure that he's back on track get his footwork down right get his uh mechanics right uh get his mind right and so it's uh it's
1: it's not a talent thing for zach i, I don't believe that i just think uh like i said when i said reset um is we're gonna work our tails off to help him and uh we're committed to that
4: and part of that reset was go get a book and read <laughs>
1: Basically, Which is what he yes. yes. Yeah, not you a know, talent I, thing for him. It's just everything else. Here's the interesting thing: so he's not traveling with the team; he's getting a
0: maintenance day. I don't. I, I just don't. I don't. He's understand. getting a maintenance day. Is what he does. <laughs> and, unless unless they get rid of him in the offseason immediately, I don't understand why. If they really want him to be around next year and have another chance at this job, he's got to be with the team at the very least. Load management. <laughs> <It's> ridiculous. <laughs>
4: So they would have, this is year two for him, right? Yes. So he's signed for four. And then you could pick up a fifth-year option. Just
1: like Daniel Jones, the Giants did not pick up next year's option.
4: So wouldn't it make sense to keep him next year, bring in a veteran, he's the backup, and then maybe in 24 he's ready? And he's now kind of done. I mean, when we watch football growing up, you got drafted. I don't know how you did, but usually you sat for a year before you got to play. Maybe this is a good thing for him. How do you not know what I did? I know what you did. I don't know what your rookie year was, if you ask me off the um, top of my head. I don't know. Okay. I, played,
1: I played four games only because guys got hurt. Okay, but you're right. When so they, you they, got it's drafted. It's you got to get in there.
4: But you were designated to once
1: you got drafted. Right, and I almost killed Chris Collinsworth like twice. That happens. You know? I've never had a receiver ever say this to me, but if there ever was going to be one, it would have been him. Stop throwing me the ball, please. <laughs> Why? Because of where you were putting it. Oh God! I, so I, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I was just looking for number eighty. And I knew that he would actually go and catch it. <laughs> Boomer, 20, I told you. I sent a massage uh, massage therapist to his house. Eighteen and, and of 26. He, and he turned her away. Twenty-four goes, targets to call. Right, exactly. He he's, he basically said, "No, you can't. I can't have a massage therapist right now. There's no way that anybody could touch my body. <laughs> he was so beat up.
4: That's pretty funny. And, you know, he
1: was tall and slender anyway.
4: Yeah, understood. Anyway, so we'll see what they do. Who knows? Uh, Mike McDaniel. I played this earlier. They signed Mike Glennon. How
2: come? Um, well, it, it was just his first name. I th- thought there was some something good there, and. It, and it, it reminds me a lot of myself and, and um, his physical um, appearance. At what point do you think this joke,
4: like,
0: dies quickly? He realized, boy, they're not laughing. <laughs> right after his first name. I mean, nobody laughs. I
1: mean, but how do you feel if you're Mike Glennon? What, <laughs> what does that
0: mean? <laughs> well, because he's humongous. And that's what he's saying. He's tall. Are so you talking about his neck? No, I don't think he's talking about his... Giraffe looking <laughs> neck. I think he's just talking about how tall he is, you know. Yeah.
4: And then you had this gem from Dan Campbell. Asked what it says about his team with the bad start they had. The fact that they battled all the way back to this week.
2: Um, you know, we hit a rough spot. We stayed with it, and then here we are. I mean,
4: I, I just think more than anything, it's um, I don't know what it says. I'm just rambling right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long yeah. season I for everybody. That's called uh, self awareness. Yes, because he could have kept talking in circles. And he did stop himself. So that's the Lions and Packers on Sunday night. Uh, Green Bay wins and they're in. The Lions, to get in, need to beat Green Bay. But more than that, they need Seattle to lose earlier. And they're playing who the Rams, right?
1: Right. So that would be interesting. If the Rams beat Seattle, then that makes it a playing game for those two teams.
4: Correct. Which would
1: be... Pretty cool, Which is actually. what you'd want, Yeah.
4: Especially with the season that the Lions have had to see if they can actually have a chance in the final night of the final game. The Seattle game, I'm just looking quickly, is in...
0: Seattle, is I think. Game? It is in Seattle. Yes. Yeah. What a brutal loss for the Lions, though, man. To lose to the Carolina Panthers. Oh. And get steamrolled. Got killed. Yep. I mean, they were, Didn't the hottest, show up. Right, they were the hottest team in football. Everything was right in front of them. They could have won out and
4: gotten to the playoffs. Wasn't that the game Carolina ran for 260 yes. yards or something? Yep. They got
1: killed. 360 Was it yards. three? It was a lot. And right? by the way, you know, you think about the five-day period between the Lions and Jacksonville for the Jets. That was a Sunday and a Thursday. Yeah. That's where it all fell. That, that, that was a big part of falling apart as well. They had to win those two home games.
0: Yeah, and Zach Wilson played those two games, and he saw what happened. That's why he's reading books now. <laughs> <laughs> Nick
4: Spurs last night. Uh, the, the Knicks coming up with the win because your uh, your prized acquisition played really big.
2: Brunson off his back foot scores. Gives him 31. It's a sixth 30-point game as a you know. Yeah, Brunson doing whatever
0: he likes off the bounce. Well, not
4: only a 30-point game, Ed Cohen and Clyde on MSG. It turned out to be a career high for him of 38 points. He also had six assists, 117-114. Nick's beat San Antonio. Brunson on MSG afterwards is thrilled to get that career high in front of the home crowd.
2: It means a lot. Uh, this building, this team has a lot of history, so um, I'm just happy I was able to do it here. Um, I love this place. Let's continue to keep rolling.
4: Let's keep going. Julius Randle, 25 points, 13 rebounds, and four block shots. And before the game, a message to the NBA from Greg Popovich on how hard it is to play defense and what the game is
1: right now. I'm, I'm just hoping that the ends up with a a four point shot or a five point shot so we can make it a real circus and it'll be a different sport it won't even be basketball it'll just be a bunch of crap (laughs) crap. yeah
4: it's a a tough watch sometimes it really is and there are teams we did last week when you guys were out there was one game I want to say there were 78 three shot or maybe 83 it was insane Uh, the number, but that has become the game right now. As for the Nets, they took a 12-game winning streak into Chicago and saw it come to an end.
1: DeRozan, played by O'Neal. DeRozan, with a quick spin.
0: Top of the key jumper, good. For DeMar DeRozan. Working his fourth-quarter magic. Bulls a 115-102 lead with 347 to play.
4: I did know they were in a little bit of trouble, Chris Carino on the fan, when Evan was telling Craig yesterday how, um, say whatever you want about the Nets, but as they're on their way to their... 14th or 15th straight win. Well, that was the end of that. That ended that, yes. Uh, DeRozan and Patrick Williams with 22 apiece. And Nikola Vukovic, 21 and 13. Final score, 121-112. Here was Jacques Vigneault. Good for them.
3: Tip your hat to to them. They they came to play. They were uh, pretty desperate to get a win. And...
0: we needed that same desperation.
4: In the loss, Kevin Durant, 15 of 22 shooting for 44 points, but not enough. Uh, Kyrie Irving at 25, and that kind of was that. Lakers beat the Heat 112-109. LeBron didn't play. Dennis Schroeder had 32. Pistons beat the Warriors on a last second three by Sadiq Bey. 122-119 the final there. And the Bucks beat the Raptors in overtime 104-101. Big game for Giannis, 30-21-10. That was the game we played the Stephen A. Smith audio from earlier where it started uh, 7 nothing seven minutes into the game. Because Toronto couldn't make a shot, uh, and the Sixers that beat the Pacers, no Joel Embiid, they won an overtime, one twenty-nine. 126. Uh, Providence beat number 4 UConn 73-61. You've got Rutgers playing Maryland tonight on WCBS 880 at 615 with the pregame coverage there. The Red Sox and Raphael Devers 11 years, $331 million as they come to terms yesterday. And the Devils with their second win in three games. Devils come away with it. Here's Holtz and Wood on a
0: two-on-one. Holtz in front and a save made by Huso. Here's a chance for McCown. He scores! Great save on Miles Wood, but then the Devils kept at it and it's three nothing.
4: And that was Matt Lachlan on Devils Radio that win that uh, game. Five one. This
1: Metro division is unbelievable from top to bottom. I Loaded. mean by the bottom is you know, the Flyers the Blue Jackets, but I mean from the Penguins on a Penguins Islanders, Capitals, Rangers, Devils, Hurricanes.
4: Pretty damn good, no and, doubt. And tonight, all three locals in action, the Devil's Take on the Blues, Rangers play, the Canadians in Montreal, Islanders and Oilers in Edmonton. And with that, time now for Moment of the Day, brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. (laughs) So it's an interesting thing and dynamic here, because Moment of the Day, you would think, comes from between 6 and 10 a.m. The thing is, though, we do Moment of the Day right around now at 9.40, so what happens to those 20 minutes once I'm done? Sometimes we have to have a lookout, like yesterday at nine fifty, when discussing the Jets and their quarterback. If you could
0: sit down with Zach Wilson, what would be the first would be the first question you'd ask him. You know, we asked him in training camp, whatever we asked them. I did ask him about his mom's friend thing, but if you could ask him one question right now, if you're sitting in the studio, I would have to take him through film, and I'd want to,
1: you know, I'd want to say, "What were you thinking here? What did you see here? Why did you miss this? You know,
0: why? How long is your hose?" That would be your first question. <laughs> Man. How does Eddie <laughs> find those things? I don't know how many times
1: we say that a week. Like, like, three, I four, four that's times that's a week. Like-
2: blows me. Away. <laughs> <laughs> there you
4: go,
0: guys. Moment of, which within 24 hours. So moment of a day. All right. Very good, Jerry. Thank you. i Boomer. Right, Gio on the fan at CBS Sports network. network. This Greg Berhalter, Gio Reyna story is absolutely bonkers. If you don't know anything about it, it's a U.S. men's soccer team and the head coach, Greg Berhalter, Uh his old teammate and roommate, Claudio Reyna, when they both played together had a son on this team, Gio a, Reyna. USA
1: men's uh, hockey. I mean, uh, soccer. soccer. right? Yes. So his
0: His son, Gio Reyna, was on the team, and he was acting, because of his playing time, Gio Reyna was acting in an immature way. And Greg Berhalter, after the World Cup, went on to say how a player was nearly sent home from the World Cup for not meeting expectations on and off the field. Now, he didn't identify anybody by name. But everybody knew who was following the story that it was Gio Reyna, as confirmed by Gio Reyna in an Instagram post the next day. All right. So then you hear all this stuff about Greg Berhalter coming out and having to talk about an incident in 1991 in which he was 18 years old and drinking and he kicked his girlfriend in the legs in an argument. Why did he have to address this issue? Because Danielle Reyna, the wife of Claudio Reyna, the mother of Gio Reyna, went to U.S. Soccer, the director, Ernie Stewart, and told Ernie Stewart that this happened back in 1991, to get back at Greg Burhalter. For saying that a player was nearly sent home because of his behavior and not giving him playing time. I mean, you want to talk about, and by the way, there was like rumblings of this prior to it. To make it really seem like blackmail. I mean, and that's what's going on here. Now, I'm not saying that kicking a woman in the legs is okay. Nobody is saying that. But to dig up something in somebody's life from 1991 And bring it up because you are pissed off that your son didn't get enough playing time is absolutely abhorrent as well. Now, by the way, oh, the true definition of helicopter parents. Yeah, and by the way, so that he was eighteen years old. That was his girlfriend at the time. They ended up getting married and have four children together, and they've never had an incident since.
1: And aren't the Raines and Berhalter's friends? Yeah, they've been friends. That was the wiser friends too, right?
0: Yes, Mm, crazy. (laughs) And that's why probably she knew about this. Yeah,
1: but I, I mean, I mean, this is I mean, this is doesn't look good for the Renas to me. Well, not, of for course. Berhal, not for Berhalter, who's claiming that. I think I think I read somewhere where he was claiming that this was
0: blackmail. Yeah, well, basically it was. Yeah, I mean, that there was he was getting threatened about this because our 18 year old little boy wouldn't get to play on, on the pitch. I mean, just you know, this it, really
1: sounds like a psycho parents, if you ask me. But yeah. then again, I don't know the whole story. But was it Claudio Reyna on the U.S. men's soccer team? Yes, like, it wasn't he like, one of the best players in American
0: history? And his yes, his his teammate was Claudio Reyna. Yes, mm. absolutely. Bizarro. I know. It's just it's, it's just ridiculous. I what mean, is what is the response
1: from USA soccer men soccer fans? From the fans, I don't. Why is the whole soccer
0: thing all screwed up? Because U.S. men's soccer is just a, a disgrace. I mean, it, it always has been. It continues well, to be. But the players aren't. I mean, but the whole organization is, they never get any headway anytime. They're never taken seriously. And then stories like this come out. This is, and this is now the biggest story of the U.S. men's national team at the World Cup. I mean that we've talked more about this than we did most about them actually playing the games. It's a joke. Do you think that Raina's actually even thought about like what it would
1: look like when it came out or no?
0: Well I mean basically, you know, she Danielle Raina just basically she admitted that that yes, this was me. So I don't think that she thinks that this was a bad thing. She's like, Oh well, let's pay attention to him and his domestic violence incident. In 1991, they need to be on, 31 right. years ago. I don't know where they live, but they wherever. If there's a Bravo Housewives, they need to be on it. I mean, seriously, God, she'd be knifing everybody in the back. It's just that there's you can't. So if you're if you're anybody, you are not friends with the rainas any longer. <laughs> they are. I mean, they've they they have proven themselves. I mean, it's just it's just awful. And I, you know, if, if Greg Berhalter has to resign or get fired because of this, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous.
1: So whatever. The reina's And by good. the way, if there was an issue with Gio Reyna, and he took care of it like a professional soccer coach should take care of it, or any coach for that matter, good for him. Yeah. Because he was able to overlook the friendship that he may have had with the Rainas. Absolutely to do the right thing by the team.
0: Right and the it's gotta be impossible for him. Right, of course. Because he's known the kid probably since he was born. Yes. So, I mean, and he was acting immaturely. Yeah, there's a lot of that these days in professional sports. Yeah, I, I suppose so. But this Maybe you should go and read a book. Maybe we should all just go and read a book. Yes. Yeah, but this isn't this like the ultimate level of crazy sport parent? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is what this is. At the highest level, really, of soccer, this is the crazy sports parent. I mean, the ultimate example of that.
1: They could justify in their minds that their actions are for the betterment
0: of their son, when in actuality, this is a bad look for their son and a bad look for them, 100%. And it basically says, okay, so this guy was acting immaturely, and these are his parents? Huh. That said, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Situation, uh, is it? it's called uh,
1: entitlement. Sounds yeah. that's what it sounds like. She turned into a Karen. Yes, that's right, psycho Karen.
0: Karen Raina. Yeah, uh, Ink in Copay. What's going on, Ink? Good morning, fellas. That soccer story is savage. Yeah, crazy, it's ruthless, unbelievable. Yeah. And my question is that we all know that on uh, on Monday there's going to be a lot of head coach jobs opening up. Boomer, your boy Frank Wright does not get any of these jobs. Now, does Frank not working at all? Would Mm -hmm. he take a job as a quarterback coach? And can he also be an assistant head coach at the same time?
3: To help develop maybe a young quarterback or anything like
1: that. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, uh, I haven't really talked to Frank about that. I know that uh, he will be up for jobs and in interviews. I do know that for a fact, and uh, he would be sought after because of his success in Indianapolis, regardless of the way that it ended. Yeah, uh, his resume speaks for itself, and I can I can read you from a resume that was put together for him that is unbelievably impressive in regards to offense and quarterbacks and dealing with quarterbacks and all the things that he's accomplished as a coach um i don't know i don't know if he wants to go back as a coordinator or a quarterback coach i'm not really sure um i know that he would like to be a head coach i do know that no coach ever wants it to end the way that it ended for him or the way that it ended for matt rule for that matter or nathaniel hackett yeah they all want another chance to go back and do it and they learn just like todd bowles i'm sure learned from his time here at the jets um so I don't I don't know really uh, what Frank's immediate future holds. All I know is that he has 4 years left on his contract after this year. Mm-hmm. So there isn't any sort of financial reason or pressure to go back in and do something. But uh, you know his buddy is uh, Doug Peterson. So what did Doug Peterson do? Well, he took just took a year off and went to the Jacksonville Jaguars and he got the right quarterback. Sure. And th- and that success is showing because you have you know, they, they got the right quarterback. Let's just put it that way. And uh, Frank is uh, beloved by the guys that work with him. And I think Nick Sirianni has shown that already. So I think Frank will have another opportunity to be a head coach somewhere else. But if not, I don't know whether or not uh, that would be in the cards for him.
0: And we know that a couple jobs are already open, as we talked about. The Carolina Panthers, the Indianapolis Colts, the Denver Broncos. I mean, those jobs are open. We expect the Arizona job to be open. Maybe, maybe. There's, there's always a surprise thrown in the mix somewhere. I mean, is that potentially the Chargers because they have a disappointing running in the playoffs or showing in the playoffs? I don't know. But it's something we'll talk about more, obviously, uh, tomorrow and then also on Monday because Monday is the day that all that stuff tends to happen. I remember when we were sitting here and Adam Gase got fired by the Dolphins on Black Monday. And I turned to you and I said, hmm, I wonder if they considered him for the Jets. Yeah. And they did. They did. Uh, all right. Out of the blue. Thanks, Peyton.